0: Hello, hello, and welcome to our new episode of the Wonder Tooth Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Wonder Tooth Podcast with Dr. Saad. This will be our weekly episode. I hope you are keeping well and safe and that you are having your best year ever. This is Dr. Saad, the founder of Don Blanche Dental, the best luxury dental spa in the U.S., and she will be your host. Dr. Saad will take you to the secrets and wonders of having an incredible smile, as well as healthy teeth and an overall health. She will give you some tips to make sure our podcast is rocking and rolling. Let's go, baby. Hello, hello, and welcome to our new episode of uh, the Wonder Tooth podcast. Today, we're going to discuss fluoride. A lot of our patients, they ask, What is fluoride? Why do we need to get fluoride? Why the kids have to get fluoride? What's the need for this? So let me introduce fluoride. Fluoride is basically, it's it's an ionic form of fluorine. Fluorine is the 13th most abundant element in the earth, in the crust of the earth. And it's mostly released in water and air. And uh, water, really, it's the major source of fluoride. Now, when you ingest fluoride, let me just be clear. Like, let's say uh, you drink fluoridated water. Where does it go? Does it go directly into your bone or your teeth or in your system? Does it cause toxicity? We need to address that because there is a lot of talk about fluoride and toxicity. And also, I just need to clarify that. So, usually, dietary fluoride, which is in the water if you drink some, it's absorbed very rapidly in your stomach and in your small intestine. The rest, really, it goes into the urine, and then one quarter to one third of this is really taken into the calcified tissues. What are the calcified tissues in your body? Bones and teeth. So, if it's taken into the bones or the teeth, it actually makes them much uh, stronger, I would say. Um... The crystals of the bones on the teeth are kind of close to similar. They are made of hydroxyapatite. I'm going to talk about teeth because I'm not really going to talk much about bone. But the teeth are, um, they have three different layers. The top layer is the enamel, which is the protective layer of the tooth, which is the whiter thing. Then the layer underneath it, it's dentin. And this is um, made of less inorganic material, it's a little softer, it has dentinal tubule, this is when it's, you know, cavities get there, when, this is when we start to feel sensitivity, because there are some nerve endings are in there, then the layer underneath the dentin is the nerve, we definitely want to stay away from that one, 100%, right, so the top layer, it's called enamel, and the enamel is made of tiny, tiny little crystals, they are made of something called hydroxyapatite, now, these crystals, you know, they can attract um, bacteria. Saliva in your, you know, in your mouth, basically, it's, it's full of, like, millions of types of bacteria, which is normal. This is not in everybody. Like, this is very normal. Now, those bacteria, they like to go and sit on the plaque. When you eat, you know, um, there is this very thin white film that starts to, you know, uh, reproduce and sit on your teeth. So if you get your nail and you kind of move it around, around your teeth, you're going to find like a tiny little very thin white film. That's black. And the fluoride will come here and basically transform, or basically it bonds to the hydroxyapatite. Now this is chemistry. It bonds to the hydroxyapatite and makes it into a fluoroapatite crystal. The fluoroapatite crystal, it's much more resistant to these bacteria. Now, I'm going to talk about the proper intake for people in general. For kids, usually toddlers, we, we say around 0.7 milligram daily. For um, adult women, it's around 3 milligram daily. Adult men, it's around 4 milligram daily. Now. How does it really work in reducing... Why do, why do dentists say, you need to get the fluoride, this is important for you? Because it really reduces dental caries. The dental caries, it's the most prominent dental disease in the world. It really is. Cavities. That's basically what it is. Cavities and the, what we call it sugar bugs for little kids. So dental caries. So how does fluoride really work? As I said before it bonds to the enamel, the the very protective layer of the tooth, and transform it from hydroxyapatite into a fluoroapatite. So this is one way of um, mode of action of fluoride. Fluoride is really, it's an anti-cariogenic and antimicrobial. Okay, this is a little bit scientific. cariogenic it means it stops, it kind of prevents caries. And antimicrobial, it prevents bacteria from doing the work that it's actually going to try to do in your teeth. How does it work as an antimicrobial? It disrupts the, the bacterial cytoplasm. It actually affects um, the chemistry of the bacteria itself. And it inhibits the bacterial enzymes. So the bacteria, when they sit on your teeth, they don't just sit and hang out. No, they sit and they start to produce acids and enzymes. So the, the fluoride, by combining to the plaque that's on your teeth or actually transforming the enamel into fluoroapatite it transform, um, it, no, it actually disrupts the bacterial cytoplasm and, and prevents it from, you know, producing those enzymes. Those are bad enzymes. We don't want that in the mouth. So this is one mode of action. The other mode of action is it lowers the pH. So the bacteria, they thrive in acid. They love acid. So when the fluoride comes and lowers the pH, the bacteria is like, okay, I can't breathe. I can't do this. Oh, my God, I need more energy. So they make them very tired, basically. Fluoride makes the bacteria very tired. So the bacteria now needs more energy to basically maintain itself. And if the bacteria have less energy to reproduce and to grow, then this is less, um, less acids, less enzyme, and also much better um, oral health for you. Okay? Did you get that part? Then, remember when we said it rep- it's basically the fluoride, it transformed the hydroxyapatite crystals of the enamel into fluoroapatite? If you listen to one of my previous podcasts, I was talking about different classification of decay in the tooth. So when the dentist can say, okay, that tooth, we need to watch it, that tooth, we have to put a filling. Have you ever asked your dentist about that? We as dentists, we learned that there are like different classification for each tooth, for each uh, type of decay. So the enamel, the outer layer of the tooth, There are a couple of classifications there. Class one decay, which is a very tiny little dot on the enamel, it can remineralize back. Class two, you know, and, and vice versa. So the fluoride, by combining into the crystals of the enamel of the tooth, it can actually help reverse the demineralization. For example, okay, this is a little too crazy now. Okay, a little bit too scientific. I'm trying to explain something here, guys. I'm gonna make it very simple. You know sometimes um, when you get braces, and after the braces are removed, and you start to see those tiny little white patches around where the brackets were. Like I'm talking about the metal braces. You can see tiny little white patches. So these are areas of the enamel with less minerals which means that they are at a higher risk of becoming cavities. So these are little areas with less minerals on them, which means they, are, um, they have reduced minerals, so the fluoride can come and basically reverse that back into becoming much more mineralized and much more resistant to cavities. How about that? Did you know that? If you leave it, you don't do nothing. The bacteria basically is going to go and really try to eat into that little weak area of the enamel and then it starts to become um, more pitted and then it starts to chip and this is when we be like okay well now we have to put a filling so it's very important you brush your teeth of course maintain and floss and, and keep it clean but also it's important to really get some fluoride in there now Remember when I said that the story about, okay, hydroxyapatite to fluoroapatite, not only that, but the bacteria are so smart, so they are now producing acid and enzyme, and they are producing something very sticky. It's called polysaccharides. This is basically what makes them kind of stick to the tooth surface. So when the tooth becomes more kind of sealed, you know, literally, it becomes like a sealed area with the fluoroapatite so the bacteria cannot stick. It makes them glide or slide away. And I usually tell the patient the best time to get the fluoride, it's topical fluoride by the way, it's not systemic fluoride. And this is a very major point that I'm going to discuss in a few minutes. So topical fluoride is best to be applied on your teeth right after the cleaning is done because within 30 minutes, the bacteria now are weak, are gone, they're not sitting on the tooth surface anymore, they're all polished, they're nice and sealed, they're clean. If you wait a little bit, give it half an hour and put your finger right there or your nail on your tooth and then you're gonna start to feel that little thin biofilm. This is where the bacteria start to secrete um, the polysaccharides and then they become sticky and they sit on the teeth and this is when they start you know, start to produce the acid and enzymes. But if we put the topical fluoride on the tooth surface before that, then they literally slide away. That's one. Two. The, remember when we said that it... Basically, the fluoride, it kind of minimized the pH. So it makes the teeth um, much more stronger and it makes the bacteria weak and basically looking for energy to be able to grow and reproduce. Then it also disrupt the, the, the cellular or the cell of the bacteria, and it makes it um, weaker and prevents the bacteria from producing the enzymes, okay? Now, it's very important for you guys to understand that what we use in the office or the dental offices, these are topical kind of fluoride. It's not systemic. Because, of course, I know we discussed that with parents so many times, they are scared about something called fluorosis. And they have the right to do that. But fluorosis is basically, it's toxicity of fluoride. And that basically means if you are ingesting tons and tons of fluoride, And that happens not from topical fluoride, but if you are taking tablets of fluoride, or if you are drinking milk with fluoride, water fluoridated water, so like there is a million other sources of fluoride coming into your diet. So, topical fluoride doesn't cause fluorosis. Did you hear me? Topical fluoride does not cause fluorosis. Topical fluoride, like a fluoride varnish or rinse, does not cause fluorosis. But systemic ingestion, let's say a kid, uh, a two-year-old is taking toothpaste with fluoride and basically swallowing it, that's not good. That's why we always um, say or um, we always tell the patients, me personally with my kids, I did not give them fluoridated toothpaste until they were able to spit. This is very important. At the beginning, you give them a nice toothpaste, you know, just flavored toothpaste just to, to get in the habit. But don't give them fluoridated toothpaste until they are able to spit. This is very, very important because you don't want them to ingest that. Now, some areas also, depending on where you live um, in the world, some areas, you know, they have fluoridated water. There is fluoride in the water, but some other areas, they have n- no fluoride in the water. So this is also where we need to figure out if you're drinking like tap water or if you're drinking bottled water or what's going on. Um, I know some countries, they are using, uh, fluoridated salt. That's not really in the United States, but it's, uh, mostly in Europe and it has been proven that it's actually decreasing the, the amount of decay, like in those countries, mostly like Switzerland and France and Germany, um, The rest of the the world, they are using maybe some fluoridated water, depending, really. Um, Some also, they are using uh, fluoridated milk. I don't know about fluoridated milk. Fluoridated water, I'm okay with that, but fluoridated milk, I'm not really sure how I would feel about that. But I just wanted to assure you guys that topical application of fluoride is safe, and according to the American Dental Association, They are actually uh, promoting the use of topical fluoride in kids as well as in adults. We have been using um, fluoride for the longest time in the office. And let me tell you, it gets so exciting because we have our most of the patients that we are using fluoride, basically when they come for their cleaning once every six months, they have no cavities. So I think it's a win-win situation here. Um, If you have any questions, really, about the use of fluoride, you feel free to uh, email me or, uh, you know, get to me on, basically, um, contact me on our Instagram page. Um, I think it's a very big um, topic, and I think it's going to stay up there for a long time still. But, um, of course, you do your, your research, you should ask your dentist about it. Me, personally, I am with the group that says fluoride, actually topical application of fluoride, it stops or prevents dental caries, especially if you, are, you or your, one of your family are at a high risk of dental disease, which means um, if you have a lot of cavities or if your parents, um, they lost their teeth due to decay, or root canals, or, you know, had a lot of their teeth extracted, that means that you are at a high risk of cavities. So I want you guys to do your research and look into this. It's very important. Um, Yeah, and once again, if you have any questions, um, feel free to contact me on Instagram. I would be more than happy to discuss this with you, to send you articles, because if I... If I go on a podcast and talk about fluoride, then I have to have a lot of evidence-based dentistry, which is, this is how I was trained. I'm not going to tell you, oh, do this or do that without having, you know, my backup. And um, I usually like to read systematic reviews, which are, this is the highest level of trust in evidence-based dentistry. It's not just one article. They basically do a whole lot of articles together, and then they give you like a systematic review. So if you want to hear anything about this or if you want me to send you the articles, feel free to contact me and I'll be more than happy to send it over to you. And once again, um, we're going to continue talking about fluoride and about other uh, stuff as well in our podcast Um don't forget, of course, next to the fluoride, you have to brush and you have to floss. Don't say, oh, I'm going to put my topic of fluoride every six months and then I don't have to brush because, oh, Dr. Saad said it's going to be okay. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> you got fr- to brush, you got to floss, and you got to take care of your teeth because if you take care of your teeth, they will take care of you, right? Uh, don't forget to keep smiling with Dr. Saad. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our weekly podcast. This show wouldn't really be possible without you. If you are a fan of the show, please leave us a comment on Instagram at Rod Wasad underscore DMD. The link is in the show notes. Until our next episode, remember, if you take care of your teeth, your teeth will take care of you. Keep smiling with Dr. Saad.